Okay, so, so let's stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for another week. And as I'm sitting here recording this, I've gotten to a new rhythm of things where I record like two or three episodes and then take my time editing and putting them out. And it's just something that helps. So this episode might come out, if you're listening to this, hopefully July, because I do have a couple of friends that I'm going to be talking to in the next couple of weeks basically about parenting. And one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to different people about parenting, because parenting is not, it's not so cookie cutter. It's not just a one size fits all. It's different viewpoints, different ways of teaching, different here's and there's. And if anybody can hear anybody else's story that's a parent, it might help them. It might see the term in a new light, and it might give some kind of confidence to maybe things that we may feel down about. And if you see somebody that's kind of similar in a way and they're, you know, they're talking about it in a manner that makes you feel good about yourself saying like, you know what? I'm not alone. I could do this. Let's go forward. Then why not? My goal's completed. So I started with my, my wife and eventually I'm branching out to some friends and other people beyond that. But they all come from different scopes, whether they're coming from traditional family, mom, dad, brothers, sisters, Parents, single parents, uh, people that are divorced, people that are separated, people that had their parents divorced, having to do stepkids. I mean, not do stepkids. You know what I meant. <laughs> having to be in the step-parent role. There's all these things that it adds to the whole family of what it means to be a parent. So it's really to explore that. And I have my thing that I've been through growing up, and everyone else has their own. And for me, it's always knowledge. It's always the human experience that I, I'm curious of. So hearing their stories, hearing what they have on some kind of viewpoints, why not, right? So for this week's episode, it's going to be entitled Father Engagement. And in definition, engaged father is defined to... So in definition, an engaged father is defined as one who feels responsible and or behaves responsibly towards his child. Meaning you're there as a dad. You're not leaving, you're actively in the kid's life. Doesn't mean that you're a, a father who sees your kid, you know, every other week and gives your mom some hush money so she doesn't go to child support. Not like that. But honestly, the way I seen the world through this definition, it was completely obsolete. And anyone who did have this seemed out of this world. That's pretty messed up. <laughs> but when you hear the phrase father engagement, what comes to mind? Obviously it's a father who's there and present, right? But when you look into it, it's much, much more. The role of the father has more implications on a child's life than I ever realized. And before I actually did any research for this, I knew before I became a father, it was I wanted to be a dad that was in my kid's life 100%. I kind of felt like I've owed it to myself to kind of show that there's another meaning to this world, this word father. It's not some, you know, shithead D-bag who does what he does, doesn't take care of your kid. I wanted to give that term a different meaning in my life. 
And it did seem important to me because I did I do have a lot to live up for in this role. Not because I had the best dad, but because I talked so much shit about it. It's not even funny. I think I've even had dreams where I talk shit about him, <laughs> whether it's to man especially. So it's time to put my money where my mouth is. And of course, not only that, you now have a human life in your hands, so the pressure is on. Part of being a father, you know, part of father engagement has to do with, you know, obviously being involved physically and mentally. And of course, what you see on the outside of a dad is what? You may think, what well, you know, kind of cliche things that come in your head as baseball games, learning to shave, changing a tire, typical male masculinity stereotypes, but it's just much deeper than that. The, the simple sounding role is spending time together. It seems like it should be a given, but with work and other things that may come up into a father's, you know, own experience, especially being a working parent role. But, you know, spending time is key. But giving the kid undivided attention, truly making them feel like you're hanging on to their every word, spending time that can lead to better academics, better self-esteem, all of that. And when I had interactions with my dad, I felt like I needed more attention. Not to sound like a little crybaby or anybody a little attention-seeking drama person, but that father-son dynamic relationship that I've seen, especially like on TV, it's ashamed to say, but yes, it was missing. And I mentioned before, when I went with them, it was more like hanging out with an older friend who gave you beer, wanted you to smoke weed with them, and take you to concerts. Sounds like, it sounds a little bit creepy, but that's basically what my father was, older friend. And of course, on the surface, it may sound cool. I'm pretty sure there's people that may have may have had like really strict parents, especially fathers, Fathers who always work, so hearing a kid complain about their dad taking him to have a beer, taking him to a concert, sounds pretty effing cool, right? I mean, if that's your viewpoint, feel free, but the kid that I was, I needed something more than that. At that time, I didn't need an older friend. I needed a father, someone who gave me that parental care and guidance. And I'm sorry, I don't care what you may think about this, but... The love you get from an uncle, aunt, especially the ones that I grew up with, nothing compared to a parent's love. And how do I know this? Maybe you're a smartass and you're answering this question and you're talking shit in your head. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're probably thinking, well, idiot, you don't have parents. Like, how would you know? Ha ha ha. But what really, really made me come to this conclusion was my wife. Simple as that. The love my wife gives the kids, something different that I've never experienced in my whole life. Sometimes, yeah, they'll jump on her, they smack her, and you know they, they love her, they're kids. But just sitting back and watching them interact with each other, the three of them, melts my big black heart. <laughs> but it's me recognizing that love that she's giving them, and it shows me what I missed. And no, I'm not that I'm pitying myself. It's just a reflection of talking from there to here, from here to now. And it was just something that I missed. So I know that feeling is not the same. And I know some of us may be in different circumstances where they have no choice, but they were raised by their aunt, their their uncle, anything, something like that. And it could be different circumstances. You know, unfortunately, our parents may have passed away. 
They may have been taken away from us from the state. They may have been drug addicts. All the, It's just different circumstances. So if that offends you, part of me does apologize. A part of me doesn't. But that's just how I feel. And for anybody in that role who's trying to love these kids as Rome, big props. Big, big props. But it's not easy. Especially if you get a shithead like me who's constantly fighting or talking back. I don't know. It, it, it's a lash out. It's not their fault. It's not the kid's fault. And if you're putting up with it, you know, good for you. All my respects. But you know that love that my wife gives the kids was nowhere close to what I felt. So I understand. In a role where you mainly hear about the mother lending, giving emotional support, can lead the kids to feeling more socially confident about holding your head up high and being able to walk ahead after feeling down. Mothers do these things. And it's something that we're trying to do for our kids. They're small, so the emotions are just all over the place. Why? Because they don't know why. For them, when they get frustrated over something, they don't know how to process it sometimes. So what do they do? They lash out and cry. Look at my son, for instance. He's four and he loves playing Splatoon. It's a game on the, on the Switch. He loves playing it. He can play it for as long as... He can play it for all day if he wanted to. But... Just like in life, sometimes we can't win every single thing. And when he loses in the game, sometimes he cries. He cries because he really deep down feels failed. He's accomplished so much to learning how to play the game. When he loses, he he feels like the world is just crumbling around him. And that's where us parents step in. We give that consoling support. We try to tell him about, you know, it just being a game. Sometimes we lose, but sometimes we win. Not every time we play, we're going to win constantly. We're going to take the L. It happens. But every time we lose, it's a lesson. It's little tweaks here and there that help you get better to become a better player. And most of the time, he stops and then does better next time. And he's so happy when he says, I did it. And those little things, those little lessons that you teach as you teach yourself as a, you teach, <laughs> it's those little lessons that can't just be taught once. You can't just expect to tell your kid once and for them to do it perfectly again and again. These little things, these little lessons from controlling your anger, your fear, being scared. Same thing, right, idiot? (laughs) Being scared to being happy. It's all these emotions that we got to teach our kids and reassure them over and over over again. And parenting is a work. So you just got to put the time and effort for it. And my daughter's in that sharing stage, so it's it's a must definitely when we try to explain the importance of sharing. So she's two, and it's a lot of it's a lot of reassurance for her. But with things with practice, it gets in their heads, and it's a new life lesson that's learned, and they're able to start processing that. So when that feeling comes up, they know how to handle it. They know how to say, you know what, I'm sorry, brother. Let's share. It's happened with her, and at the time, that goes out the window, and she just takes what she wants. But, you know, they're, they're kids. What can you say? They're kids. You can't get mad. Honestly, I do feel like it's so easy to get frustrated with kids, get mad, or get irritated, especially when the kid doesn't listen the first time. And I've seen it, and I'm pretty sure you've experienced it and, you know, been through it yourself. But as adults, we tend to forget that these kids don't know any better. 
they don't look they look to us for guidance and being a parent patience is a parent's best friend <laughs> it's hard but in the end that's our best friend you as a parent especially us as dads we have to be involved in these roles to give these reassurance to the kids we can't just be dicks and just sit back and expect the mothers to do everything it's not how it works when we're in the kid's life in a more engageful emotional level the kids feel better <laughs> and we, to be honest father engagement reduces the frequency of behavioral problems in boys also while decreasing the delinquency and economic disadvantages in low-income families and i've seen this one on a personal example especially for me and those around me it's especially important for young boys even though I lived with my uncle, he was more preoccupied with other personal things than showing me anything. So when I say your dads need to be there, ex- from experience, your fathers need to be there. And it's funny. Don't laugh. You're probably going to laugh. But it's funny that I learned how to shave watching The Simpsons. Yes, I'll pause for your laughter. But no, it was like, I didn't have my uncle to kind of teach me those things. It was just like, you know, there. So when it came down to like, you know, what's shaving, you know, what this, what is this? Especially when you start to get to that, that puberty role, your body starts to change and you're asking questions. And I learned how to shave from the Simpsons. Plain and simple. When Homer's teaching Bart how to shave, that's how I did it. So one day I picked up the razor and started doing it myself. And my uncle... Being, wanting to be that overly like, look at my kid could do. <laughs> wanting to be that kind of person was so proud of me. And I looked at him like, why are you feeling so proud for? You didn't teach me a damn thing. I had to learn this from a damn cartoon. But he wanted to take the credit and tell his friends, tell my other aunts. And, you know, kids could smell BS. And that was just one of my things. But I learned a lot of lessons from... TV dads and it's embarrassing it is but when you don't have that that exposure you you get you try to get much lessons from whatever you can wherever you can and I got a bunch of lessons from TV dads like Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and dad from Family Matter Mr. Winslow it, it it's damn hilarious but you know it's just things that they happen. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I can't change what happened. It just that's how it was for me. I mean, that's why I like those two, those shows so much. But that's just what happened to me, and it's pretty sad to think. But in the end, it's a bit funny. But like I said, I need to get the advice where I could. But this is why it's so important for me to be in my kids' life, especially my sons, because I know what it means to be that little boy wanting that advice, wanting that. You know, dad to take you under the wing and show you life. I know what it means to not have that, to be empty. And it sucks. So the last thing I want to do is have my son feel that way. So it's very important for me to be in their kid's life. And guess what? Spoiler alert, I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> I'm older now, so I understand it's not the acts in itself from what a dad teaches. Because I'm the example of you can get it where, wherever you need to. You know, it's the bond that you guys develop in doing so. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same thing with my wife and daughter. And if this offends anyone, then oh well, because in my experience, the kids need sleep 
to learn a life lesson from their own gender parents. And I can go through this whole thing about same-sex parents, same-sex couples. And I'm sure they're fantastic parents. I'm not knocking it. But just coming from my experience, it would have been weird as hell if one of my aunts said, all right, son, this is how you're going to shave. And looking at her like, what? Like, why are you... And some would say that that gender wall has to be broken down. And yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting to that conversation. But I'm pretty sure my daughter would feel much more comfortable if her mom explained to her about getting her menstrual cycle and becoming, you know, that next stage in a woman. Didn't hear it from me. Well, I don't know whether she does or not. I just think that it would be more comfortable for her to learn and bond because, you know, we're we're guys and girls. We go through our little men and womanhood advances, something personal, and you know how it feels to be embarrassed when things start changing. So just me and my own personal thing. I feel like dads have to teach the boys about the boy things and vice versa. And before anyone says anything else, I learned a lot of lessons from my grandma, and those lessons would have come more better from. A father. You know, my grandma never beat it around the bush. She told things how it was and, you know, let me know that, you know what, your uncle's not going to tell you this, but I am. Laid it out for me. And, you know, I had love and respect for her and she made me understand. I just sympathize for those who don't have the exact, you know, mother, father, parental guidance in their lives. There's always going to be something to help you along the way. And as much as I would fight and would want my dad to be there, I want my mom to be there. You know what, I have my grandma, and she's pretty damn fucking good. And I wouldn't change the experience I've had with their, the talks, the lessons, for anything else. You know, so get what you can. The world's hard, the world's not fair, just get what you can. But you know, I just feel like this little small fraction of a bond goes a little bit further from dad to son and from mom and daughter. Am I completely right? I don't know. Just an opinion. And just something that experience that I'm practicing with right now. So maybe in a couple years I'll update you guys. See if that's true or not. But this is all new. This is all a learning step. This is all a role that you tweak here and there. And you just adapt as the kids get older. And if there was a perfect way to parent, then I wouldn't be talking here. And we would all grow up in the same exact weird creepy way but it's essential for fathers to understand the advantages of children of fathers emotional engagement and what it comes down to is that fathers need to be involved more and the cards seem to be stacked against us from the get-go and we do have these burnt images in our heads of society talking about dads not trying enough leaving their families for other side families for not wanting to be around because their girlfriend threatened them with child support to even being in prison. The last one in prison is a huge, huge implication of our failing society. Things are changing now, but if you want to talk about the time of me growing up, a lot of dads in prison, and that's for something, another different conversation. <laughs> but there's a number of things that could lead into dads not being involved fact is that we need to work on giving giving each other credit where credit is due and not to be so quick to dismiss someone before they even start and scare them in the process what i mean by that is 
us as fathers already, when let's say one of our buddies are becoming a dad, they're going to become a dad. It seems like it's the quick thing to start, you know, making jokes, doing this, doing that. Your girl's not good enough. And I've heard it before coming from other people, not to me directly, but you know, with their other friends or their cousins or anything like that. It may sound funny, but I could tell you a lot of those things get in a person's head. And all it takes is that little, small little fraction of a clip. And then your conscience starts eating away at it, starts stripping down, making that hole bigger and bigger and bigger to you believe that lie. And us as dads right now in the process, moms too, when somebody comes and says, you know, they're going to be a dad or they're scared, don't make them feel bad. Uplift them, let them know it's going to be cool, it's exciting. You know, don't sugarcoat it, say, you know what, it's going to be work, but the reward is much more gratifying. And I feel like for us as dads especially, we need to encourage other dads to be more involved and love the process in the name of being a father. And sometimes I do feel that dads have more of an added stress prior to becoming a parent than moms do. Moms, you know, they have all the risk of growing the kid, all the risk of childbirth. And dads, they have all that what if risk. Oh, what if it doesn't work out with you and your lady and you got to leave? Or what if it doesn't this? Or what if it doesn't that? And I feel all that's stupid. I feel like all that just plows into her head. Like, yeah, it's not going to work anyway. So why should I care? Why should I try? It's those little things that have to be gone with. <laughs> it, it really does. We need to do more as a society to uplift fathers and inspire them to obviously stay in the kid's life but to be more emotionally involved times are changing now and i'm starting to see that more and more often now a lot of dads that may have come from a brain they may not wouldn't have liked may not would have chose for themselves but what they're doing is they're becoming kick-ass dads so I'll keep up the good work of dads that i see spending time with their kids doing this doing that not only doing that, taking credit for that, but being a good person, uplifting their wives, uplifting their kids, themselves, and you know, all respect to you guys. So thanks again for listening for another week, and until the next one.